0: The Korean FC Podcast is kindly sponsored by Radio Taxis. Give them a call seven zero three five three seven zero nine. 70353-709. They know the score.
1: Welcome once again to the official FC Korean FC podcast, would you believe? Um we celebrated our two year anniversary last week, as we, we mentioned last week. So we are embarking on our third year of podcast with. Many more ups and downs and, and twists and turns I have no doubt whatsoever. Um as ever, I'm joined by my good friend and colleague Jonathan McNabb. Johnny,
2: how are you this week? Good friend, you call me. Shakers Damien, that's uh that's I uh, did, I did. <laughs> uh, not all good, uh busy. Um obviously it wasn't the Korean game last weekend, so it was pretty weird watching a, a match that um whenever Korean were playing. Uh was it cliftonville or and the tempo and pace of that game was incredible. It was a really, really good advert for, for Irish League. To be fair, um, Cliftonville just about done enough. They, they win, and obviously Glentoran have dropped another two points on, on, on Tuesday night. So I think the the like race for the Gibson is narrowing and narrowing uh, every, every week. But it's an exciting race, and and yeah, all all good. Uh, I think for uh, Crusaders and Cliftonville or Crusaders and Glentoran, sorry, uh, on Saturday in the Irish Cup. So that'll be that'll be another tasty one. Very good. You're getting you're getting to watch more teams than Korean now in your new job. Yeah, uh, it, it is weird. Um, uh, but I haven't really missed any Korean games apart from the one last Saturday, and we've our nearest and dearest I think on, on Tuesday night at the Showground. So I'll probably be at that one, and then I'll I'll be at the Cup final. So yeah, uh, busy week. And uh, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Very good, very good. Well, you have happened
1: just to mention there that our nearest and dearest who just happened, of course, to be Balamina United, and. I have to say, we have on a podcast this evening our very favorite Balamina United supporter, although he maybe doesn't admit to that. I'm not sure if he's allowed to. It's Niffle, head of communications and digital innovation. That's some mouthful there, isn't it? Oh,
3: you've, so, you've, you've, Neil, done, me up, you've done me up a kipper there, Damien.
1: <laughs> well, what do you expect, Neil? Come on now.
3: No, so in head, to... first,
1: first of all, if... welcome along, and, and, and I don't know if you're a Balamina supporter or not. I just. Saying that, but uh, you've welcome along to the podcast first of all, Neil, and you're here ostensibly to talk all things league. But I suppose main focus coming up is the the Bet McLean Cup. Uh, we were all at a, a press conference at Windsor Park on Wednesday evening, organised by your good self, and Neil. I think it's fair to say that excitement is really starting to to build, isn't it?
3: Yeah, definitely, Damon. Look, and, and thanks for having me on again. It's always always good to spend time with friends from from Korean. Um, <laughs> I know, and I do mean that. Um, no, look, um, starting with the with the Ben McLean Cup, um, we were always there last night. I think we are. It's one of those ones now. We are. We're getting closer, and it really feels like that. And I think it's it's weird because it's such a big game. It's we 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 want to. We've been trying to. We've been selling tickets for a while. We've been pushing it. But there's just been so many big, big league games. Uh, there's so much happening in the league, and, and that's fantastic. But I think the focus is now starting to hone in, and uh, tickets are flying out, and and we're going to probably the, the media, the media uh, pieces from guys like yourselves and are are going to be starting to appear as 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 the as the excitement builds, and and really we're we're looking forward to Sunday week and the big final ahead of us.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this I mean, you did mention last night a figure of how many tickets have been sold up to this point. I mean, maybe if you give us an update for everybody out there, just how many tickets have been sold as of Wednesday or Thursday of this week.
3: Yeah, so, so, yeah, we're sitting here this evening, um, which is slightly, I think we're just on the cusp of breaking uh, the 9,000 barrier, uh, with 10, 10 days to go. Um that 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 for us is is superb. There was a really really big uptake, really high interest. And to be honest, I, I expect like Linfield Linfield always big crowd, they're 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 playing close to very close to home, at home as such. But um one thing we can always rely on is is Colerain turning out in their numbers for a final. I've seen that time and time again for for uh for the finals that Orange brought brought the team to. So that that response has been amazing. So we're sitting ten days to go. Nine thousand tickets. Look, naturally, we 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 never uh, Niffle. We never want to stand still. We 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 had a really amazing final last year. Maybe didn't go in your guys' favor, but off the pitch, we had over eleven thousand people there. Uh, a, a competition record. It was the biggest game, biggest domestic game in Northern Ireland in twenty twenty two. So naturally, our next point is we we want to beat that. Um, and we want to. Blow that out of the water if possible. But I'll be happy. I'll be happy with we won more than last year. But uh, look, we're we're nearly well, we're two nearly two thousand people off that. Ten days to go. I am confident we'll we'll get there and, and we'll have something really big to shout about yet again in the Irish League, because we're we're in a really good place and and, and things are looking up in this season. This season just does not seem to be showing any signs of slowing down or disappointing.
1: It is crazy. I was doing a bit of sort of background research on the League Cup, um just for my own sake, for the paper. And I sort of looked, and the last time Linfield and Corian actually met in the final of this competition was in like April 2000. And I don't know if anybody could guess what the attendance was that particular game, Neil, would you or Johnny? Oh, d-
3: that's a good question. I've no idea. 3,000? 3, 4,000?
1: Uh they did I've lost it. 2963. So <laughs> I mean it's quite incredible, like that's not that long ago. And you're talking about two thousand nine hundred and sixty-three and Korean alone this year will maybe bring close to double that themselves. So what do you put it down to the the increased popularity of, of, of the, the League Cup, for example?
3: Uh, that's a very good question. I think, look, I think there's a couple of things. The, the whole the whole sort of uh, landscape has changed massively since... If we're looking, and, and that's probably a nice starting point of the year 2000, that's probably round about when I started following Irish League football. Um, and you look back with a rose-tinted glass and you think, oh, it was great back then, but you also look back and go over that. I think like there was... It was real. Like grounds were falling to pieces. Players, players were look like, it just wasn't. It. I, I'm. I'm, sur- I'm. not surprised. Many of the people I started going with at that time fell off the wagon. But actually, plenty of them have actually come back on in recent years. I think there's been a lot of. There's just been a lot of hard work, particularly from clubs. The 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 the, the influence that we try and have on things as well, and the niffle of niffle of come on, been on the journey as well as everyone else. I think the, I always go back to one of the biggest things that has, has really helped grow um, the Irish League in general is, is the sort of di- digital revolution. Like we we go back to the days of that in 2000, you, you were maybe catching the odd clip here and there on the news and TV and you weren't getting much else with the advent of the internet. And, and, and this applies to a lot of sports, but I think Irish League football really embraced it. Is uh, the culture of... Uh, Accessibility and discussion and um, all the like the talented individuals that are involved in our league that are now like Johnny and I must I must actually congratulate Johnny on, on his on his new job. I've done it privately, but I think I, I love nothing more than seeing people that have worked hard at clubs within they are actually getting an opportunity uh, professionally to do what they love because um, I think that's a real sign of what we are. We're, we're not just about developing players on the pitch. We're we're developing individuals and look. Like, I'm giving you a really long-winded answer. I think it's just that there's been a continual growth and we've done it incrementally. Now we've got to this sort of stage of the League Cup or now the Ben McLean Cup, as I, I must correct myself. Um, <coughs> but I think the, the big jump really has been from, from the last year's final where we, and led by by Gerard Lawler, our, 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 who had just come in as CEO at that stage, has now been with us. For in his second season I think Jared very much led the growth of the League Cup as a competition because he came from an events background hospitality background and, and turned the, the the game into this big event that it wasn't before it was always just a game of football um, and now we have a really prestigious piece of, of, of real estate in the calendar in the sporting calendar and people look forward to it people want to be part of it and I think that cascades down through the competition backwards as such where People now see what the end goal is, and and the the stakes are higher in the quarterfinals, the semifinal, all that. So we've really like we're only in really year two of the the rebrand and revolution of this competition, but it's grown from the first year, and we'll go again next year, and and the year after, and and we'll we'll really try and push this, and we'll always will, and we'll we'll find new ways. We'll fail in some in some cases. There's no doubt about it. Um. But look, we've got we've got the, the game at our in our hearts, and, and we'll certainly be trying to push push on this game, and then we'll uh, we'll worry about the competition come 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 the summer when we, we have to we go we go at it all again.
1: Yeah, I think probably in my opinion, one of the biggest innovations was moving the final to Sunday for the first time last year, and that I think it ties in Neil with what you said there, describing it as an event. Because it is, it's not your usual game. It's not on a Saturday. It's not on a midweek. It's a Sunday. There's something a little bit different to it. I mean, Johnny, even, even for us in the in the media, cynical old hacks that we are, you know, there's something a wee bit different about a Sunday game, and it's just that little frisson of excitement. And I mean that that game I referred to the last time at Lundfield and Corian played in the in the, the 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 League Cup final I'm sure it was probably a midweek final which probably affected the attendances but I mean Johnny Neil and the guys at Niffle and there has to be you know praise because they'd probably got a bit of stick at the time for announcing it being on a Sunday but it's funny how quickly things become
2: standard and I think everybody now is looking forward to a Sunday final yeah, I think only people that were probably a bit got of was people who enjoy a few beer on a Sunday, and then how they have to, but Monday off work or when they work with with a sore head. And look, I, I thought it was I think it's worth a go. Still, do you think it's worth a go? The the figure last year, obviously, um, you know, improves that. And you know, tenner for a ticket and, and fiver for a concession. You're you're, you're not putting the boot in either. And, and it always helps obviously when it's like Niffle and, and Bet McLean are obviously going to want two of the better supported teams or two of the high flying teams um, up there. And and yeah, look, they, they've probably struck gold in the last two or three years with, with the finals. So yeah, look, um, in terms of Sunday, I think it's great. I think it's totally something totally different. It feels more of a final probably if it's on a Sunday um, rather than a, a, a Saturday. And that's been a, a tradition. It's always, always feel really the Irish Cup should nearly. Feels right on a Saturday for some, maybe, you know, I know wasn't a Sunday this year, Irish Cup always seems right on a Saturday, but the League Cup, to be fair, all the marketing and everyone for it, you know, I remember walking down, um, Corey in the last year's final on the billboard and seeing it in the bus stop, and it was Jesus, we're in, and Joe Gormley, and he just stopped and then looked at it, and like, when have you ever seen the Irish League on a billboard, and thing? you know, different things, and on the back of buses, and everyone else, and I know David and Neil were down at the showgrounds a couple of weeks ago filming in a, a few things as well, which seemed they've gone out too. So yeah, look, I think the promotion for the final has been great. Um and obviously helps, you know, you're having two good teams in it as well. And, and yeah, so um here's hoping there's a we can beat the record and there's there's a good crowd. Yeah,
1: and and I think Neil mentioned it as well. And and I guess it doesn't do any harm for the organizers when there's two well-supported clubs in a final, obviously Linfield are a, a massive club. You know, one of the biggest in the in the country. But traditionally, Korean as well always have big support and travel well to finals. I mean, that's important. If you're like niffle and you're organising a competition, you're not you're not praying for that, but you're certainly not disappointed when the likes of a Korean
2: reaches the final. not. Well, yeah that fall would have been happy with us last year being in the final obviously um you know we, we sold a lot of tickets to be fair Cliff and we were fantastic too and obviously helps that, that, that obviously you mentioned there damien that, that them food sell a lot and obviously the biggest club in, in the country so like it's all set up for, for a massive game um i think it probably works both ways in terms of a good final but you know the promotion has to be good as well And i'm sure next year if, if we're not in the final and it's maybe you know to so, uh I've, I've worded this nicely. Maybe not well supported as and, and I'm feeling sure there'll still be a decent crowd there. It's a ten point attack. You even get your there at the final. You know, a ten tenor for you know for 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 a football match that is nothing. So yeah, look, it's definitely you know there'll definitely be a competition that I think goes from 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 strength to strength.
1: And from your point of view, Neil, it, how do you approach it? Because you have a lot of work to do. Um... Do you get nervous organizing something like this because it is increasing in profile? And then with that comes more eyes on the on the on the final and everything that goes with it. Do you personally suffer from nerves or are you quite a, a calm person and able to take it all in your stride? <laughs>
3: uh that's an interesting question, David. I, I suppose look, um, Am I a nervous person? I I I absolutely I, I feel like a player on those days. I just you 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 feel like a nervous wreck, just wanting it to be over and get it through. But there's not there's absolutely nothing more satisfying. I think you'll find, and you'll laugh at me when I say this, and you'll you'll think something. But I remember when Cliftonville lifted the trophy last year. I I celebrated because I knew that was. I nearly just I I, I remember punching air. was like yes, we like that's. Once you deliver the trophy and you get that big trophy left live on Sky, you know the match is over. You know everyone's gone. Got to match. You're like, there is a, there is a tangible relief. And I've done that. I've been the same for championship trophy presentations. I've been the same for like a season league launch. It's just in your nature. You just want you just so much pride in what we do to do it right and do it well. The the other point you made is actually quite interesting because like with the growth, the expectations through the roof, through fans in stadiums, online, um, everywhere. Everyone has an opinion of football, and I think that's what makes football special. And, and, and like, there's a lot of noise around that, and there becomes a lot of pressure. And um, personally, I do take a lot of personal pride in it, but at the same time, you have to block these people out and, and, and try and focus on what you believe in and what we believe is right. Um, because ultimately you'll never you'll never really be able to please everyone. Um, so it's 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 one of these things we know we've got a blueprint, particularly for the final now, that works and we just have to tweak and amend it. And you touched on some of the stuff, Johnny, that we were doing down at the showgrounds, I think, ahead of the Glenn game and, and the response has been really good. The public of Korea, and I wouldn't expect anything less to be honest, and I don't mean that uh facetiously but like we're, we're brilliant with us and people just, just appreciate the fact that we're we're trying to do more we're trying to be a bit different we focused very much on a, on a digital content route like th- this year where we have more interesting features where we've brought the brought the trophy out in tour we've got we've got laurie from the core media team involved and she's been excellent because again it goes back to that thing where we want to have we want to give people a pathway to 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 to, to get out of the Get out of the get out of the sort of the bubble of their club and and we'll progress their careers as well and obviously we 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 went and followed the the Yurt family to that match as well and we we did all the same at Linfield as well and and that that was really about telling the story of what what I see of the Irish League and what we see of the Irish League people only there's loads of people only maybe see the the 90 minutes of the match um and think it's just about football for me and you guys will know this there's so much more of a culture to um the football experience and that probably lends itself into the like if we can teach them to one match a year let's let it be the league cup final or the where where we can put on a big show and big event and and bring those people back to the showgrounds or back to back to Windsor for for a league game in a couple of, uh, the following week or whenever it might be uh, and try and just hook those people in further so yeah look it, it's 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 one of these things it's an ever moving piece and I don't know if we'll, you'll never hit the target every time, but we'll give it our best shot.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, I can't remember who I was listening to. It was some program I was listening to, and they were talking about I think, being a manager, a football manager or whatever it was. But the, the, the basic premise of it was that you have to make a decision. You know, everybody else can do whatever, but as a manager, you have to make a decision. And when you make that decision, then that's it. And, that's kind of like what your role is your job and niffles role and but big games it's interesting that you say that you know because like you you know more eyes on it etc and it's a big event and i think everybody then lifts their game and that's you know organizers like yourselves media guys like yourselves you know if it's a big game and you know what's a big game it's it enhances everything. You you are aware of it. You know you you feel it um, in the ground, and then you respond in kind as as a media person or a reporter or whatever because it is a it's a more high profile game. I mean, Johnny would would you feel the same? Obviously, you've moved on now to the newsletter and you're in a, a bigger publication than you were previously. And but it's probably true, isn't it? The bigger the
2: game. The better you have to perform almost, yeah. Like, obviously, <laughs> yeah, in a nutshell, I suppose uh, that, that, that is true. And, and yeah, obviously, look, the, the media or the, the league cup final is probably going to be the biggest crowd ever, uh, you know, near uh, that league cup final. So, you know, that's what they, the boys at, at Niffle, they obviously facilitate everything and, and get all their eggs in order and, and everything else. And, but yeah, look, I think, you know, with that, you know, it comes, you know, a bit of uh, you know, you know, Neil and the team at Niffle were relished that they, they worked hard to, to get people in and, and sitting down. And, you know, obviously, look, last year's final for a neutral would have been absolutely fantastic for us. It was heartbreaking, but that's football, you know, and for the absolute joy of when Stephen Murray scored a mega 2 0, the despair when obviously Joe Gorman, I think it was, makes it 4 2, that's football. And Niffle couldn't have probably picked a better final, and Sky, I'm sure, would have enjoyed it as well. And funny, it's weird because i uh, I noticed we things. I noticed we things like whenever Sky covers a game for uh, in Northern Ireland, I don't ever see any like highlights in Sky Sports News. I could be totally wrong, could be totally wrong. And I remember oh, really? sitting in the bar in the social club after the League Cup final and come on Sky Sports News and I felt like chucking the drink at it, you know. But it was just <laughs> such a great final for for, for, for for the neutral and, and unfortunately not for us. And and yeah, look, big games and you, know, you want to be a part of that, and you know, all to be fair to them or making the league cup bigger and, and, and better. And even it's even the wee things, you know, the, the league, you know, the quarterfinal draw and semi final draw with Street Live and things like that. I always think are, are really, really good and it helps people get involved with it and anticipate in the next games and anywhere else.
3: You talk about, you talk about being nervous, Johnny, that <laughs> doing a live draw, so that, that's where the nervous people are. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't
1: fancy doing that there, but but it, it's. The other side of that, because you're, you're talking about the nerves and the hype and the tension, et cetera, et cetera, um, and we're all privileged enough to work in the game and we see it up close as well. And I'm just thinking about the, the sort of the press conference ahead of the final, which took place up at Windsor. And what's notice, noticeable or notable is <laughs> it's just seeing the different sides of the main protagonists. For example... Linfield manager David Healy and Orn, like, you know, you would swear they were like best buddies. They're good crack. They have a good laugh together. And that's probably the kind of side that people don't get to see. But some of the stuff that you guys are doing, you do get to see a more humane side of them, uh, if you like. Isn't that kind of what you're looking to do?
3: Yeah, Exactly right, games' You've actually you've touched on something very important. I think we going back to that people people know the the ninety minutes of football. We're in a very grateful position now, where we have the, the this this amazing sort of setup with BBC, where they show the forty odd live games a, a season with the Sky Sports. Our, our football is there um, for all to see. What we have to build on is is storytelling, really. in a, in a nutshell, we have to. We have to humanise our our people in our league to make it more appealing. To again, I say this as someone who's sort of in their mid thirties now. And we need to make the younger generation more aware of the people that, that 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 will attract them in, and and storytelling is very important because there's there's different uh, there's different stories to tell, and, and it's really our job to tell the best ones. We don't we don't want to get drawn into. Uh, any of the any of the sort of negativity or the the mudslinging and that that's not what we're about that serves absolutely no purpose for us, um, but we want to tell the stories. The, the the piece we did with Lyndon Key and I, I really enjoyed unpacking his career and and walking through that. I I,
1: I have to say I enjoyed that one as well. It was very good.
3: Yeah, and and people like Lyndon, like I, I'm sure, I'm sure there's. Fans of the maybe the Belfast clubs that don't know much about London, he's just that boy that plays right back for for Corian and and probably plays quite well all the time. But the they, set, they, in their their injury setbacks, the the trophies he won, the the, the age he started out when he was young, and he's real sort of like little character. And I think we need to we can we need to play on that and we'll grow. And funny and one of the like we we probably once we get the the cup final like the way we have, we have a couple of, of new sort of content features that we're we're going to be bringing out that probably just, just try and mix it up a bit as well. And and I have to I have to praise, I know, I know he's been alluded to so far, but the, the introduction of, of David Kerr into our team has been has been huge for for the for the organisation. But for me personally, like we we are a relatively small organisation and David's the, the 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 workload that David takes on and the quality turned out it has been unbelievable. And again someone that loves the league absolutely lives and breathes He he's he's been a driving force between a lot of this, so I can't, I can't praise him enough. I and mean, I know he's 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 looking forward to his first cup final with the niffle wings on. And yeah, so that's that that is that is key team. and I think I think we we have to we have to tell stories and humanize people better and, and make it more relatable to to fans and to potential fans.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, last year, obviously, we, we mentioned it already about the, the biggest crowd, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, Johnny, I don't think it's any coincidence that Koreans' attendance figures are on the increase and, and they seem to have been for quite a while. And that's obviously a result of a combination of factors. Obviously, you know, a team that's playing well on the field and, and probably winning more games than, than losing. Um but also a lot of things that Neil referred to, and and you have to take a lot of credit for that in terms of the the social media at the club. But it, there's probably an element of people have gone to finals maybe for Corian and haven't been to many games, and then think, oh, I might go to a few more games, and it all ties in, Johnny, doesn't it? And that's that's where success then comes
2: from. It's just a little bit, everyone really. I think you know this where says I think COVID nearly helped a wee bit too. People realise that they must go on a match on a Saturday, and you know, and, you know I say. Team. It's like the same people in the same seats chatting the same thing every Saturday and we said it. That's, it, me. <laughs> that's just me and you. Um, but no, we, we said it, you know, on a Saturday at Fiddley and not going up and watching the game of football. And, you know, the amount of people that I know that have been hooked in the last three or four years, not necessarily glory hunting as such, but they've just been hooked by the Korean and, and what it is, they, they realise that there, there's no big time charities really. It's just 11, 11 players, you know, on the pitch giving their all for Korean for and, and yeah, look, I think as well as that, you know, the facilities are improving. Um, there's more exposure to the league. Um, season ticket prices have been frozen. Um, different things like that. So yeah, it all just adds up. I think you know a lot of people at the club deserve a lot of credit. And you know, and you know, they keep on continuing to, to raise the bar in terms of getting fans through the door. And that's like, for example, Mayor's Challenge at Niffle is to get more people in the cup final this year, whereas ours as a club will be. Getting more season ticket holders and, and everyone else. So, look, there's plenty of different challenges. There's, there's a lot of people behind the scenes who deserve a lot of credit. And, you know, as a link, I think it'd be great they see as many people through the doors as, as, as possible.
3: I think, I, I, I think I was... just to touch on that, I don't want to cut over you, David. I think, I think, Corian, sure. uh, and I, don't, I know you aren't playing it down, but I think you should be very proud of where Corian has, has come from. And, too, uh, so I would certainly always use Corian as one of the shining examples, especially for the so so called part-time clubs that how you can how you can really grow as a club and it it's there's there's definitely some really skilled and impressive individuals there um in different areas and that whole that whole growth of attendance is, is down to multiple factors factors but all pulling in the same direction guys that 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 I've come across and I'm sure there's people that I maybe even haven't but the like the likes of Neil Wood and David Cavan and, and Johnny and even even as far as the likes of Scott Smith and shop like that is that's a really good experience that you're going in and I go down Korean Town Centre uh, and see people kitted out in Korean gear top to toe. That's that's not by fluke. That's that's because it's right in front of them. It's affordable. It's stylish. It's people want to take pride in being part of their club. And that 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 is I think it's nearly the it's all come together um, and under the the, the the leadership of of Colin uh, and and guys like Simon McGee. It really it really. Has been a, a real success story for for the town. I I faded from from the looking looking from the outside, but obviously involved and involved with conversations with with guys. It's it's certainly it's certainly a real blueprint for how a club can be run there actually and run well.
1: Yeah, and I think you you did mention them there, but I'm sure you probably would have. Oran I think needs a lot of credit too. 100 percent. Yeah. Again, we were we were at the press conference last night, and and we were chatting. Um. And it's quite clear, you know, like we were talking about the number of changes last summer in the playing squad. I think there was 12 out and 10 in. And he said that obviously it was going to take time for that to gel and to, you know, with so many new faces. Um, But he was very honest in what he was saying. And he was saying, you know, he's realistic enough to know that he won't, he doesn't, he's not going to get time for that to bet in. And, A lot of what happens, you can see it comes from him. And even when you talk to the players, he's a very driven individual. And he drives a lot of what goes on, even off the the field, as much as on the field as well. And you can just see that he's, he's still very ambitious and he's brought in these new players. And I think he was saying last night something along the lines that this is the next you know, not chapter, but the next squad, if you like, the next development, and he's looking for the next two to three, four years, and he's maybe thinking that this League Cup final has come possibly sooner than he even expected himself, given the turnover last summer.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think, and and you make an excellent point about about Oren. Um, I've, I've I've known Oren since he he played in the Sky Blue shirt. And he's always been a very impressive individual, and I think, I think now you can see that he doesn't. He they, like back in the past, and I've, I've seen this at uh, I've seen this at Chloe, I've seen this at Ballinlea, where people just sort of there's a slightly defeated attitude that you are playing second fiddle to certain clubs closer the closer you head to Belfast. But there is no, there is no second best. There are no, no concessions made from from Oren. Now I think there is a strive to be the best and, and to not accept anything but that. And I think that, that shines through in, in all of his teams over the years but more recently now that this team from the outside looking in, you're you're it, it's it's gone through an evolution and it and it feels like it's 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 not a complete wholesale change. You're 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 evolving and, and even really becoming better than some of the teams previously. So look deserves a, a massive credit I and mean, he's a huge asset to this league. Um, yeah, I mean, it really is.
1: Yeah, sorry. I mean, Johnny, you, you were there talking to some of the players last night, and what Neil says is that yes, possibly in the past, some of the provincial clubs maybe competing against the, the bigger, so-called bigger clubs like the Linfields and the Glentorns, way back in and back in the day. Maybe not an inferiority complex it's maybe not the right description, but maybe there was a feeling that mm, on a day that they could maybe compete, but generally they couldn't. Talking to some of the core players that were in attendance last night, you certainly did not get that impression. You know, the ones that were there were speaking as if, yeah, you know, we're on an even par with Linfield, we you know, equally competitive against them.
2: Um, And that bodes well looking ahead to the, the final itself, doesn't it? It does, and there's no much point having a, a defeatist attitude because it'll, it'll get you nowhere. and I think there's probably, I know they're, they're probably playing it down a wee bit, but there has to be a bit of hurt in that change room after last year. And I know there's six or seven new players now, obviously, in, in the squad uh, who weren't a part of that last year. So, yeah, look, for a few players, this could be their only cup final. For a few players, they're still wanting, um, you know, they, they get their first winner's medal, you know, first final even as well. So, you know, Matthew Shevlin, he's played in three league cup finals and lost every single one of them, which I forgot, which I reminded him about last night, which I don't think he was too pleased about. Uh, so, yeah, look, for, for a lot of players as well, you know, they, they might have won every other trophy available, but not the league cup. Stephen Larry was like that for a long time before the, the final in twenty twenty. So yeah, look cup finals don't come around all the time. And you know, for us, and I say it all the time, we've been a very we're in a very blessed period where it's three league cup finals in a row, we've been in Europe plenty of times, one you know, one for the league title and everyone else. So Yeah, look, orange, no dozer. He's no mug, as he reminded us last night, Um, or reminded you, uh, Damien. Um, So, yeah, look, uh, he'll he'll not want to be second best either, and you know he'll want to add more trophies to his CV. What about the game? Just we'll look at the game itself,
1: then, guys. Um, Linfield, Corian. The games have been they've met three times in the league this year. Uh, The games have all been very close. There was two nil nil draws until. Last Saturday, Linfield beat Korean 2-0 at Windsor, a disputed, a hotly disputed penalty decision, and then a second goal. Um, I don't suppose, Johnny, you weren't there. I'm guessing Neil probably wasn't there either, but Korean had chances but just didn't take them. But looking ahead to the game, Johnny, you're uh, obviously a, a, an impartial uh, reporter now for the newsletter, you know. Um, how, how do you see the game going and how do you see it working out?
2: It'll be very tight. Uh, there's not much between the two teams. Obviously, look, the first two games of the season shows that. Um, and obviously, I think Corian played well on Saturday without putting the ball in the back of the net. And we a fight three or four players as well. And hopefully a couple of them can make it back for the final and give Warren more options and more different, maybe play a different shape and, and things like that. And Yeah, look, um, it's been a long time, probably since we've eaten in a, in a cup final. Um you know, and you know but Lumfield too, you know, they'll want to win the League Cup and give them a big boost towards the end of the season as well. And obviously they have a big game on Tuesday night away to learn before they play us. And for them probably in terms of the league, it's probably one or bust, really. Um with, with the with the points difference. So yeah, look, there's there's plenty of different you know, you know, we've we've always seemed to play reasonably well at Windsor. Um but I think the big thing is that we need to be ruthless. Um, um any chances that come our way, we 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 need to take them and Even between now and the end of the season as a whole, I think a couple of players need to step up and score a few more goals. It seems that if Chevy doesn't score, I think we're in bother. So, um, yeah, I think for us, we need to be ruthless in in both boxes. But Linfield will say the exact same. Um, So, yeah, look, it's really a toss-up of of a coin. Sorry, they're two good teams and there's definitely a lot of respect um, between the two clubs.
1: Yeah, I think they've met twice before in the League Cup final and it's 2-0 to Linfield. So, you were saying about Chevy, maybe that it could be third time lucky for, for Corey in this year. I mean, Neil, I know you've already mentioned that you, you have no interest in, in, in the result as such because you just want to get the job done, et cetera, et cetera, and get the day over successfully. But from a, from a football point of view, because you, you're obviously a footballing person, um, would you agree with Johnny that would you be expecting a, a close tight affair?
3: Yeah, look, we were spoiled we were last year we we with it being four three. Um I think it was 0-0 at half time too and I was starting to get a bit nervous. Am I right now? not you know, no, no, yeah. was, wasn't it? Um look, I, I think look, they're two two well, very well organized teams and, and the reality is those those two games that preceded the the, the, the most recent one were, were tight and, and I wouldn't I think it will be will be a wee bit lower score Now I'm sitting here hoping for maybe five four for the for the sky <laughs> cameras. I uh, don't care. I don't I don't mind which way it goes as long as as long as there's a winner because that means it, it's over. Um no I, I think in all seriousness I, I think it it, it it probably has the mechanism of uh quite a tense tight game but the, I suppose the thing is there's there's a couple of big match winners. Um like I said the Chevy's been in unbelievable for him this season and on the flip side you've got you've got um the likes of Vertainen and Shields and Jamie McGree are all big game players and you know if they they turn it on that um, you've got a game in your hands because they've been there and they've done it before and that's some that's that's hard to handle for any team so it really is an intriguing game on the pitch as well I know we've been talking my my focus has always been very much off it and trying to trying to ramp up the numbers but now I'm starting to actually contemplate the game itself and and it actually is. It's, it's really, really tight to call. It's not as if one team's light years ahead of the other or, or far away in front of the other in the league. I think it's really going to be very close and it could go either way.
1: Yeah. And, and like a lot of games, it could probably come down to squad depth as well, couldn't it? I mean, when the game comes into the closing stages, I think one of the I think it was Matthew Shevlin, said last night that he thinks that. That's kind of where Cliftonville won last year because they were able to bring on like Paul O'Neill from the bench. And I think they also brought Joe Gormley off the
2: subs bench um, a year ago. Was that right, Johnny? Yeah, they brought on Paul O'Neill, wasn't it? And Ryan, or Chris Curran. And, yeah. And Bringing on then, the other type of guys is just different, different gravy, really. Isn't it? Yeah, I think that that was sort of what Matthew was
1: saying, that that kind of swung it for Cliftonville about <laughs> months ago. and. It could be again a similar case where the the score and the game could be tight, and it could be somebody coming off the bench. It could be a potential match winner as well. And couldn't.
3: it? Oh, well, you look you look at last year's final, and and I, I'm nearly sure um, all four of Cliftonville's goals were scored by substitutes because I'm, I'm nearly sure Joe got two and Paul O'Neill got two, and and that's that's right. like any team that can bring that sort of quality off the bench will be dangerous, um, not only over the course of the season but certainly in a one-off final with a with a big crowd roaring them on, um, I think that's, and, he, and, he, and Johnny was right, Chrissy Curran came off the benches as Cliftonville's club captain, like even that, bringing a player like that on can really just have a really positive influence on a game, and and the, the reality is you you have to, 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 if you've got those players, you want to, you, you have, to have to try and handle them somehow, and, that's really what it will come down to, and and look, I have no doubt Oren will have, and regardless of who's on the bench against who's on the police bench, I, don't, I think you'll not even want to come down to that. You'll want you'll want to be able to put your strongest team out and, and give it a real rattle.
1: Well, hopefully the game will be well over by
2: that stage, Johnny. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely have no hair left. Um, and yeah, uh, last year's last year's final, just I say it to everybody: Joe Warnley's goal to make it two ones nearly worth two goals. Because if we keep them out for another five minutes, we win that match. And obviously, they um, they score. What was it? Fifteen minutes to go. Their tails are up. We look shot. And then obviously, need to from some yard. They go into extra time, and then that yeah, the game was sending off. sending off as well. Obviously, it had an effect, didn't it? Yeah, obviously, that didn't help matters. So yeah, no, it was a disappointing day, and yeah, one would we'd rather forget. You think? Do you think the guys
1: would learn from that? If You know, not I'm saying that it might not be a similar situation, but in terms of game management, a year on, if they were in a situation where they were leading 2-0 with time going, running out, would they be able to look back at that last year, Johnny, and learn from it?
2: it, it they probably would. I think, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, I think, I think the big thing is everyone forgets that Blacks and Connor had they both come off. I think Sherry had to come off too. So there's your three attacking players and, and you know, and all three of them would have got you well up the pitch and, you know, if you clear the ball, Glatch can win a foul or, or Connor can do a bit of magic. So, um, here's hoping we'll, we'll have all three of them um, available, um, you know, for the final. And yeah, look, it's one of them things where Warren Kearney's size probably the last two or three years been very, very good at seeing games out and, of course, the, the one that we just didn't see the game out was that and that Even Cliftonville there in the Irish Cup as well. We just can't see that we weren't able to see that game out too. So must be a Cliftonville thing or, or something. <laughs>
1: to be fair, Cliftonville
2: are, are packed full of... Oh, they are. They, they've, they're all options. Ryan Curran and Joe Gormley either come off the bench or Jamie McDonough or something like that. It's, 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 it's ridiculous, really.
1: It's hard going. It's hard going. But, but that's a week away and they... Obviously, you're Niffle, you look after the league as well, the Irish Premiership, and, you know, it's really coming to the boil as well, let's not forget. And I know it's Irish Cup this weekend, but, you know, we're just past a busy week where I think Glen sort of dropped a couple of points the other night and they were beat at Cliftonville. There's a couple of, I was looking there earlier, and there's a couple of big games on, uh, at the foot of the table this weekend Neil, as well, which, you know, a lot of the times people look at the top of the table and then and the race to win the league. But the two games this weekend, I think could have a massive bearing maybe on, on who actually stays in the league.
3: Yeah, and, and that's, that's become huge as well. And that there's a, there's a big story there in terms of, especially i have to I don't really like singling people, singling teams out. It's maybe a bit unfair, but Portadown look really the tails are up at the minute and um that has to be up there with if 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 they could manage that there's one of the greatest sort of escape stories you could ever imagine they they looked they looked down and out for a long time there and really have have galvanized themselves and pulled together and and now now in charge and, and and the guys he's surrounded himself with um uh, I am i have known for a long time in, in Cliff and John Mack and I know they've they've they have they have they have been a big part of that that sort of uh that change in mentality. Shamrock Park's maybe been a long time coming but they've now really put themselves in a position where they can hunt down the teams ahead of them. So um their game, that that game um at the weekend is, is, is humongous for them. And even down for further away a bit, they've just even just to touch on the, the championship as well, which is incredibly tight. You've got you've got um Look, all in the pack and and the likes of Anna and Warren Point as well. So, like, all the way down the chain, like we we, <laughs> it're very easy to think that we we sort of look after the the top half of the premiership and the rest looks after itself. <laughs> but we've we, we deal with the sort of the, the as people will know the the top three sort of leagues in, in men's football, and the top league in women's football, which is coming back soon as well. So there there's a lot there's a lot of football in our domain, and we one of the things that that, that sort of I'm very passionate about is that we try and tell do every story justice as well and, and try and celebrate the great moments for all those clubs regardless of, of status or stature or division
1: And I, I mean obviously those games are on Saturday um, running in tandem with the Irish Cup and then at Herald's the start of another busy week because in midweek on Tuesday you know a number of days before the, the cup final both Corian and Linfield happen to be in, in league action uh, yeah. Linfield, I think Johnny mentioned earlier, a way to learn in a, in a really massive game. And Corey are home to Ballymena United. And I think it's probably not ideal to be playing a league game a number of days before the League Cup final. But I know that the both managers sort of agreed that if, if one played a game, then the other would play. And I guess... That doesn't give anybody an unfair advantage. But but Tuesday night, those are two massive games as well, Neil. When you look at it, Linfield away to Larn, it's a must-win for Linfield, isn't
3: it? Oh, look, they're all they're all huge games. And probably just to touch on, I'm sure there probably will be people going and, and we get it all the time that oh why are Niffle, why are those idiots at Niffle putting games on a Tuesday? Um the reality is there's been there was there was actually a, a beta games called off in December and we've been hampered by the likes of um, the, the, the period of mourning for the Queen and things like that games back, back up and we, we we ultimately have only so much runway to play them so is it ideal playing games in the run up to the final probably not but at the same time you ask any of those players come Tuesday night they'll be they'll be busting the gut to go out and, and play on the big stage against the big teams um, so yeah look that 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 game could be huge in the title race and the reality is, quote, Corey and Balmain never is, is a game that anyone takes lightly. Um, and that'll be that'll be another big one and the big build up to the, the, the warm up for the cup final as well.
1: I mean, Johnny, the, the, those two games. I mean, depending on how they 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 work out, say for example, like you know, if Linfield win on Tuesday and then Corian win on Tuesday, it gives both teams a massive shot of confidence going into the final. Or on the other side, if either one of them or both of them lose, it's a completely different uh,
2: mentality going into a big game, isn't it? Uh, It isn't, isn't it? I suppose, you know, a cup final, you know, it's (laughs) it's a one-off game, you know, I think, yes, you'd rather win with a bit of confidence, it's, you know, it's not kiddo kidder. So, um, yeah, I think for Linfield, obviously, for them, it's a must-win big game. Um, If they can beat Lauren, they'll know they're right back in in the title race and, I don't know if they can pick up a bit. They can pick up the first trophy, well, major trophy of the season. I'll, I'll give them a shot in the arm for, for the rest of the campaign. So, but for Corinthians, so, you know, we spoke before last night. We still a lot to play for as well. I think they must. You know, uh, the league's probably be honest. Now, let's be perfectly honest, but at the same time, we're playing probably for places in the league in terms of European. We don't want to finish sixth and then have them play a couple of games away in terms of trying to get into Europe. So. We still have a lot to play for and if we can get the League Cup in the bag, it'll give players a, an appetite they you know get further success. And I say it all the time in this podcast, getting Europe is like an unofficial fourth trophy. and uh, you think of the money with it, um, you know, playing in Europe and getting players in and, and things like that. So yeah, um we still we still have plenty to play for. Is it
1: a good a good or bad game to play Balomina on the Tuesday? Do you think? In terms of I'm just thinking here, is it the kind of game you want to play as a player because it really
2: you have to perform well, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, 100%. I would rather play Balmino than, than play maybe, you know, and I mean this is good, to speak, maybe a Carrick or a I think, you know, the players, it's not one of them that they can, you know, they can force they switch off and just turn up and think it'll happen for them. Balmino will be... You know they'll they'll have their own agenda, and they'll be trying to get back to winning ways and and everyone else. And it's a it's a derby match at the end of the day too. So, and they'll want to finish seventh as that's the last you know playoff spot. So look, there's plenty on on you know plenty of stake for for both teams. Um, I think you know I think last year after the final we just went into a lull and thought we could probably get away the playoffs and then chew up and just didn't happen again. You, you can't you can't expect that to happen. So. Yeah, um, we're still, you know, trying to finish as high up the table as we can, and and get as much momentum, obviously, if we can, at Bal- against Ballamena before the cup final. Yeah, <clears throat> and then you know you're you hail
1: from around Ballamena yourself. I mean, you know, Ballamena go- Korean games don't need any sort of hyping up either. I mean, from Ballamena's point of view, Johnny, I think mentioned it. They would still like to finish seventh in the league for the playoff places, but let's not forget they're also in the Irish Cup as well this weekend. So, you know, they're fighting on a couple of fronts there, aren't they, David Jeffrey's side?
3: Yeah, look, football's a football's a fickle business. Um, you know, like you win those two games, and suddenly there's 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 a there's a there's a straight path through to what you have to do for, for to, to the end of the season. You're you can be sitting in pole position for seventh and in an Irish cup semi-final in seven days time or, or worst case scenario, you could be, you could be at the other end of that spectrum. So it is, it's, it's still, there's still a lot to play for, for Balamina, Um And look, and Derby games will always be Derby games. It's, it's other uh, games that's, that's, that are, have always been sort of tightly contested. Um, and yeah, look, who, who knows? Uh, who knows how that could go. You're you really like and haven't been in great form recently. They got a decent result against uh, the crews that probably that, that that will build a bit of confidence. But yeah, you're you're still you're still there's still a lot to play for. Still a lot to play for for, for, for a lot of teams. I think you'll start to see we'll start to see across the board that the might start taking a bit more shape now. Um, as we head towards the split, uh, and then everyone obviously has to play each other, and I think that's when that's when it'll be the real makers for for some of the teams. But I think that's been the real the really positive thing where where we're at in and, and at the minute is that it's just so competitive, so unpredictable, and and so enthralling in that sense that you just you really don't know what you're going to get from one week to the next. It's it's hugely frustrating as as loyal fans as we all know, but. At the same time, it it keeps the interest levels really sky high.
1: It 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 takes me back to the the official launch of the league back in Belfast, probably I don't know July or August time, whenever it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Jared Lawler, I think, made a comment that night, and he said, "Whoever wins the league this year, I think it'll be the hardest league it'll ever been won, or something." And I think there was a couple of people in the room that night kind of poo pooed that. Idea or that suggestion, but as time goes on here, um, we're looking at it, and he's almost, I think, going to be proven right, isn't he? Because the way that the league's shaping up, any one of a number of four, five, six, possibly teams could win that league, and Jern might be right all along.
3: <laughs> I, I think we'll look back on this period in Irish League football when the, when the dust settles and and go, wow, we were we were blessed to. Just to have so many big games, like I, I, I remember, like we all remember uh, periods where there was maybe it was it was a two horse race for Murray Doors, and, and 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 those title races when it was just neck and neck were, were great fun and great to watch, none of which nearly involved Bowlin or Corey, and that it be said, but um, the, the the to have five maybe six teams really in the mix, and we're we're in March now is is it, we, we don't give ourselves enough credit because that. This is not normal. This is not normal across Europe. This is not normal across world football. Um, to have the top league so competitive, so unpredictable, um, and yeah, and, and we're really trying to celebrate that. And I think really now that that has to be the catalyst for us, in the next stage of Niffle as we we move it forward commercially and, on on that front and and try and capitalise that and 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 grow it from that side to to benefit the clubs to make to make it even more competitive to, to really try and support those clubs and, and, and grow even further?
1: It is competitive, but there's probably a, a, an argument there as well. Some people or some supporters of clubs will say, yes, it's competitive at the top end because you have mm-hmm. professional full-time teams. But then there's maybe a fear in some quarters that teams that are part time and don't have similar resources are maybe going to get left behind. I mean, what's your view on that? Neil?
3: And and I I completely get that, Damon. And and I think probably two things come to mind. One, um I'm, I'm I might start correcting here, but I think for the last certainly since the advent of what we call professionalism over the last, say, five, six years, um, West Linfield have been well, coming on top of quite a few of those, uh, the, the number of teams that have finished second that have been part-time teams above full-time teams has, has been every year. Coleraine did it, Balamina did it. Coleraine have done it for a couple of years. Clifford did it last year. This is, it's not a case of that you're, you're not, where the part-time teams are subservient to the, the full-time ones. And, and really, I suppose, the, the other thing is, I, I can't sit here and, and sort of really, I don't know, don't really want to make a case for holding the progression of, of, of certain teams against others. And, and I know that's not what you're insinuating, but certainly we have to have the ambition to all move forward. And I think George made some some points that have, have caused discussion in, in, in the media, but I would actually stand alongside them and, and, and very much support them that we all have to aspire to having some sort of full-time model across the board. Whether that, that doesn't have to be the exact same as the Larn model, but certainly Corian or any of the provincial clubs in particular that we're looking at, they can adapt to what their version of full time is and, and, and really, really go there. Because let's be straight, we're there's a lot of guys, really talented footballers that, that are being paid full-time wages for part-time football and maybe not even working that other sort of job nowadays. So they are full-time footballers in in everything but in everything but name. And I think we have to now we now have to and the role of Niffle is quite complex. that we have to support the clubs, but we have to we have to try and change the mentality. Where and I think it, I think it certainly has changed. And it's we're going through sort of the early stages of that in women's football as well, where it's football first, not not the other job. Um, football football pays you the more. Football's the more important, and we have to put ourselves first rather than being sort of those guys that that sort of go and holiday mid-season or whatever that, that used to be commonplace or maybe miss out in European games because such and such. I think we're past that and it's a good thing, but I think we still have to break that mentality of what, what full-time football could look like. It's not going to be for everyone. It's not going to be the same model for everyone. But do do I, sorry to, to sort of go back on a long-winded answer to that, Do do I sort of have any sort of concern around that? I think we have to we have to support everyone on the journey, and I think we will do that. We'll do we'll do that by increased commercialization. We'll do that by working alongside our clubs, which is Niffle is about. We are, we are effectively a democratic membership of clubs. We everyone has a say in the journey of Niffle, from a club perspective, and yeah, like we we have to support that vision, and support where we go. But I think it's I think it's I think it's great. In, in some is that, that some clubs have really are are night and day. I never thought we would see the setup of some of the clubs that we have now in Northern Ireland that are pushing on. And really the next the next big horizon is what what damage could some of these teams do in Europe with a bit of, with a good win behind them. I think that 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 would be unbelievable for our league. Um and that's and, and it might be Corey it might be someone else but I think we are we're on the cusp of doing something really good in that area and it's really exciting to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, Johnny, Neil makes some good points there, doesn't he? Um, the likes, what's happening at the likes of Alarn, for example, or Glen Torn, or even Linfield, you can see other teams have to respond. And, and Corian, we work closely with Corian, and we can see how they've responded as well, and how they've, not up their game, that's maybe not the right terminology, but they've, increased what they're doing to try to keep pace with the Larns and the Glantorns of this world. And and that can only be good, obviously, for Korean, it can only be good for the spectators that are going to watch them. And there's more of them, which tells you a story in itself. Um, And the players, like, we again, Lee Lynch, we were speaking to him last night in, in, in Windsor Park. And he was, he's obviously come from a full-time environment. He's now, I suppose, part-time at Korean, But he was saying that as players, as a group, they don't even think about the full-time, part-time aspect of it, which was enlightening. And Korean have improved because of Lauren and Glentoran. Johnny, I think that's fair to say, isn't it?
2: Probably is. Yeah, they they can't afford to stand still. If that hmm. you'll you'll fall you'll fall behind. And and yes, look, Lauren and, and Glentoran and and them feel because of full time of certain aspects or certain advantages. Um, you know, in terms of time of the players and recoveries and everyone else, but. It just shows you that the faith that, that Oren has in his players that, that they can bridge the gap um whenever they're not actually in or, or you know not based at the showgrounds, And obviously Paddy McLaughlin's getting the same response out, out of his players. So yeah, I think the league is exciting. Obviously, four or five teams there or six even could have won the league probably up until a couple of weeks ago. Um, there's obviously a fight now for for seventh. There's a scrap down at the bottom for a relegation and, and avoiding avoiding that and maybe even avoiding the playoffs. So, yeah, um, all in the all, there's still kind of excitement across the league. Probably would it be would it be better if there's maybe a fight between teams finishing the, in the top six and bottom six? Probably, but it just goes to show you how how, how good and consistent the, the top six teams are.
1: Yeah, I think bottom line is just when you mentioned the top six and the bottom six. The bottom line is that this period of the season I think you could nearly say that every team has got something to play for which is really all you can ask isn't it I mean those bottom six teams some of them are fighting to stay in the league some of them are fighting to get European qualification playoffs top six similar story as well and I guess that only helps enhance the product and then when the split comes Johnny it just means that you're going to have five Massive games, aren't you? And particularly if Korean are still in it, from our point of view, if they're still in with a chance of making Europe, I
2: mean, they're five whoppers, aren't they? Yeah, it means that there's no real dead robbers, I suppose. And you know, obviously, as, as the as the season goes on, and you just don't know about the Irish Cup. You know, there might be a few weekend squads here and there in terms of semi-finals, and, and maybe resting a few for for the playoff. But yeah, look, I think the big thing for Korean is that if they don't win the league, they need to give themselves a, a better, a, the best chance possible in the, in the playoffs. And that's by finishing the high up in the league as they can. Um, you know, making teams coming to the showgrounds even for the first game could be all the difference you need in, you know, way all the way Corey in the and I on a one-off game away from home league, they can beat anybody. So, yeah, look, I think there's plenty to play for in ter- terms of Corey in, and you mentioned it; obviously you've three, four teams there are trying to win the league. You know, Carrick bowing in in that battle for, for seventh and then you've obviously... You know, the bottom three teams trying to avoid relegation or a playoff or an or, in- or, or, or both of them. So yeah, look, there's I've done Neil's job for him here by, by saying how how exciting the, <laughs> the league finish is. So yeah, I think you know the, the change in the split too is obviously going to be a, um it's going to be interesting to see how how that goes. And yeah, because always think first played second always in the first game, I think, after split. So I think that's been that's been changed. So yeah, I'll will make for make for an an interesting view. It
1: certainly makes makes for an interesting end of season and even off the field as well. There's a, a lot of things happening in a, a, as well and a lot of the clubs are at the forefront of their communities and Korean like to position themselves as being at the centre of the community as well. And uh, Johnny, you recently went down and spoke to Jimmy Magalise, uh, an old friend of our podcast here, uh, you spoke to Jimmy McAleese from the Hummingbird Project about their latest venture, so we'll, we'll hear
2: what he had to say now. Jimmy, many thanks for for joining us on the official Korean podcast. I think this is uh, your third third appearance on 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 the show. I think that's a record. So um, there you go. There's a bit of uh, there's a bit of history for you, anyway, and an and historic moment for you, I'm sure. Um, listen, uh, you're on the the chat about the the free kick project, obviously, and. Um, you're becoming a regular feature, aren't, aren't you? On the on, on the podcast now.
0: Oh, well, I suppose Johnny, that's a that's a hat trick now of uh appearances on the the podcast. Hummingbird and and uh, uh the club have been working really hard to get things really going here, and I think just being on here three times is a reflection of you know the club's commitment to the program and, and making sure that we do some good in our community so yeah yeah uh, uh, thanks for having me on again it, it's uh always a pleasure to talk to you johnny
2: i appreciate that I pre- not not many people would say that right enough but, but thank you um obviously look we're here for, for free kick. can you can you remind the fans what it's for and, and how many people will, will, will benefit them
0: yeah, uh, I mean, free kick is for anybody. Uh, it, it, you don't have to be uh, unwell in any way to to become a part of free kick. And we all know that that everyone out there in the community at the minute is suffering and 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 struggling with their own difficulties and trying to find a bit of calm in all the chaos that's going on out there. Uh, So people that, you know, that free kicks for people like that, free kicks for people that realise their mental health is every bit as important as their their physical health and, you know, where you might go down the gym or go running or whatever to support your physical health. You do have to support your mental health as well. And free kicks are a way of doing that.
2: So if that ticks a a few boxes for people, um, what does the programme involve in?
0: Well, the program uh, in, in involves a range of things. It, it's it's about bringing relatively small groups of people together—twelve people—and and creating a nice, warm, welcoming environment where we we get to know each other. We talk about stuff that matters to us. We 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 use our own lived experience to help each other understand each other's problems and and come up with solutions that help each other. And and it was incredible first time around in the pilot programme just seeing how quickly people bonded into groups like that. So uh that's that's what it really in, in involves with a whole range of interactive activities to keep us all laughing and and having fun while we get mentally fit. So that's probably how I could best describe it. Uh, you know, we're we're within the next nine months or so we'll we'll have four more of these. We'll have three free kicks after this one. Uh and and overall about fifty local people are gonna really truly benefit from this and hopefully change their lives and help them to change other people's
2: lives. Yeah my my dad was was part of the, the pilot, obviously the, the first and um what was the feedback like obviously from from that, from from everyone involved? The
0: feedback from from the group was you know, if I'm being honest, Johnny, it surpassed our expectations uh, as an organisation in Hummingbird, and and it, it gave us the confidence to really push on now uh, with the program. Um, the the people who took part, you know, uh, they all remarked on how quickly they suddenly found themselves with a group of new friends, and. You know, most of them have stayed in touch with each other since the autumn time. And, and it's interesting that, that that's one of the outcomes that you don't really think about up front. But uh, yeah, it's great to see people coming from all different parts of the community, every walk of life, and getting together in a room and sitting down and, and having a bit of crack.
2: And where and when, then, the, where and when, sorry, the, 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 does it all kick off then?
0: So it's kicking off now again on Monday evening, this Monday coming, the 6th of March, up in the academy suite at the showgrounds. It runs from 7 o'clock to half 8, so 90 minutes. We're going to stick to the footballing team. You're going to find lots of references to football in there. So it kicks off then, and then that group of 12 people will come back each Monday evening for the, for the following four. So there's five rounds in total. And... Uh, We'll all have some fun together.
2: And obviously stick with the, the football scheme or theme. Uh how do you sign up on on, on the dotted line to, to, to get involved in?
0: Well, there are a number of ways, Johnny. Uh I know the club have been uh putting things out on social media. Uh I know everyone that supports free kick within the clubs, frantically liking and sharing. Uh we want to fill all places on this programme. Um. Uh, so get online go to our Facebook page the club's Facebook page or you can telephone me uh, I'm quite happy to give you my number it's 07712 and we'll get you signed up you get your place soon that's all I would say
2: Jimmy, as always, many many thanks for joining us. Uh, I don't know what you get for a hat trick of appearances now, but um, yeah, hopefully the appearance fee is, isn't too much. Um, but uh, many thanks for for joining us and uh, good luck for 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 free kick.
0: Thanks very much, Johnny. Pleasure as always.
1: Okay, uh, thank you to Jimmy from the Hummingbird Project for for that as well. And Neil, uh, away from what happens on the field as well. You know, you guys in the you you got to be impressed by what clubs do and, and initiatives like the Hummingbird Project in, in Korean here, for example, helping to focus on, on mental health, etc. And, and issues that are, uh, I suppose, of, of of concern to people who go to watch Irish League games.
3: Yeah, look, um, there, there's there's a lot of amazing projects going on across the board, and, and look, we've that's probably part of the growth of the community of of our football as well that previously it was just about turning out a match at a home ground every two weeks and now clubs are becoming proper community hubs like we always we always sort of strive them to be and the the good work people people are seeing the value now in in, in helping their community and getting the return on that as a football club as well getting that support, getting that buy-in getting that. Getting the football through, uh, through into stadiums on 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 sort of non-match days as well. So look, there, there's been some amazing work done at Coleraine, and probably could single out a project at, uh, at every club we are. And that's probably what we want to shout about more as well is that that we are we are ingrained in in, in the community. Irish football has been around for a hundred I'll get this wrong, probably 140 years now. It's it's uh it stood the test of time because we are we are representative. Now that 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 has its its negative points as well as its positives, but we we're proud people and we're we're proud of our football league and we are the, the we as Niffel probably hold the 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 honor and um the responsibility of being the gatekeepers of that which comes with its own challenges but we, we 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 wouldn't have it any other way we were we're proud to serve and that's that's really we have to we have to nearly leave it in a better place than we found it that's that's the only thing that can be asked of you
1: that's it just to let you know korean are 100 years old in 2027 20, then just formed look, in 1927
3: i look forward to the invite to the dinner. And you'll the be down. Carpet, the red carpet being you'll, rolled out for you, that one.
1: You'll be you'll be our special, special, special guest. But uh um. yeah, listen, you know, it's 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 great to see, and it's it's for people like Jimmy and everybody else that works in the hummingbird and for everybody else that volunteers around a club, etc. And that's it's cup final days are for them, you know, though as much as it is about the players and about the manager, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, it's about the supporters and it's about the guys that do the turnstiles and the stewards and the girls that make the tea at half time. It's a day out for everybody and we only can hope that next Sunday we have a better day out than we did 12 months ago and you guys were talking about it and I, I, I can't even remember half of that what you were talking about so I must have successfully banished last year <laughs> from my memory somehow but um, I mean Johnny, I mean final word on the, on the cup final, what what are you looking forward to
2: most? Hopefully i mean, being back really? at the social club about eight o'clock at night with a pint in my hand and uh <laughs> and a selfie with with a trophy would be great. Um I think just think after last year would probably mean that a little bit more, I think, after the, the heartache. Um and a nice hello from Neil on on the on the Sunday and there's no sweat running down his forehead or anything like that there. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. no, listen, I think as a Korean fan, I'm not going to sit here and deny and say the best team won and all that. That's it, that's not be behind the bush. Obviously, I want Korean to win then Yeah, are hoping they we can bring the trophy back. All will be winning, isn't it? Well,
1: I have to get a press card first or press accreditation first from Neil, or I'll not be going anywhere.
3: Uh, you've got <laughs> ten, 10 days to keep it between the hedges, David, or we'll see how that goes.
1: I have to be my best behaviour. Is that what you're saying? Then? <laughs>
3: uh, um, you know, you well, I mean,
1: right. well, we'll, we'll, we'll funny job. I mean, you, you've obviously spoke about the pressure, et cetera, that's involved in it. But hopefully, I mean, can you get to enjoy it, or is it just when it's over? As you said before, it's it's only then that you can really appreciate it and relax.
3: There, there's probably a different type of enjoyment. You wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this job for for nearly six years now if it, if I it didn't enjoy. Throw myself into those scenarios and and like it is the 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 heart rate monitor goes through the roof. I know. O- Oren had a similar conversation last night amongst us all, and, and I've, I've i was I've been there for for a cup final, but like it, it's it's a job you, you you don't get that. I worked in in a, in a previous life worked in electricity and uh, utilities, and there's you don't get that buzz from the cup final uh, trying to trying to uh work with electricity now my my biggest problem personally for the, the cup final is it's my daughter's birthday that day so um mm. i'm gonna have to uh I'll, I'll have to um and my wife's not best pleased with me but what what time, can I, what age is your daughter she's gonna be five on on the sunday so we'll uh we'll uh uh we'll see how it goes but she'll be sitting at home in her bottom in a shirt Hoping for uh, that. Uh, no, uh, Very good. Uh, like, he, he had the end of that way. He, he, I thought I thought I thought have kept I've
1: kept I've kept uh, mostly,
3: are, most of the most are
1: the. You, are you are coming? Are you coming down to Korea next Tuesday?
3: <laughs> um, I'll, I'll see how that I'll see how that goes. Um, we'll see, <laughs> I'm, I'll bring your press card if I'm. Very good. No, very look, good. I, I'm I'm look. We're all we're all looking forward to the the cup final and and, and probably. Yeah. A word of thanks to, to to you guys and 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 the 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 volunteers of the social media teams and everyone at both clubs that that really just helps us out. I think that's one of the the things I do genuinely and, and and all joking aside. Love about my job is is getting to work with football people and and we all just have this nearly unwritten rule that we're all doing it for the the good of your the clubs and the game. And yes, we all have rivalries and we'll fall but it's it's. It's genuinely so much easier working with good people that want to have the same sort of end goal as ourselves. So um, thanks to you guys and and, and thanks to all of the things without without any on a particularly cheesy note, thanks to all the fans that have bought tickets from from the Korean side so far.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you very much Neil, for coming on. Um starting to look forward to this final now, now that we've been talking about it for an hour. Um I'm starting to get excited. Um once we nice at Palomina to Come down for a wee warm up game in midweek, just to give us get us into the practice, and then off to Windsor. Um, I just like to say thanks to Neil. Thank you to Johnny. Um, looking forward to the final. If you are thinking about going, I suggest you would probably look about getting a ticket sooner rather than later. I mean, we wouldn't want to get the situation where somebody came last minute looking for a ticket and there was none left.
3: Yeah, and that 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 is actually a very important point to end on Damon. Tickets are on sale from the Northern Football League website at nifootballleague.com forward slash tickets. There will not be physical tickets for sale on the day. There'll be no cash gate. So we really, really will urge everyone and we will be communicating that in the in the sort of the days leading up to the final that you will you may, may miss out if you don't get the chance to do it. and you really, really don't want to miss out on this game. Tickets are selling really fast as we touched on in the in the in the earlier part of the the podcast, so um, I can I can't stress enough get them get them bought um, and get get your shirt on, get your stars on, and and yep. fall on down for for what should be a great final.
1: It'd be a good day, Johnny, uh, and we've got the uh, Oasis tribute night the night before, so it could be quite the weekend, couldn't it?
2: Yeah, I've got uh I've got Ryan Galways five K run race the Friday night and the it's night the Saturday and the cup final on the Sunday. So I just told the wife there I see here maybe Tuesday or Wednesday the next week. April. Uh, in <laughs> April of course. Um no it's not be a busy week. Uh, car MOT's that Saturday as well, so it can be an absolute up or down weekend. There could be a bit of yeah. that, but sure. Fair. Is- that's the beauty bit being a sports fan, isn't it? You yes, just you don't
1: know, you don't know how it's gonna go. So listen, guys, thank you both very much for your time. Uh Nate, we will see you, if not next Tuesday. We will certainly see you at Windsor Park on Sunday week. Uh looking forward to it. Um, as as Nate was saying, to any supporters thinking of going, don't leave it too late. Get your ticket, and then that way you at least know your you're going. And fingers crossed, we'll have a bit of partying and celebrating to do on the Sunday night into Monday morning. So, once again, thank you to everybody listening to the podcast, to our sponsors, Radio Taxis. Thank you very much for them. Um, and as ever, come on, the bandsiders.